This podcast contains explicit content. A hardly focused production. This podcast is hardly focused. And it gets significantly more bolder. Knock, knock, who's there? Took a treat, sex. Part of the Solid Listen Podcast Network. Hey, that's something everyone can enjoy. Hey, you fired up? Dissecting the news one tangent at a time. When there's nothing left to burn, you have to set yourself on fire. Welcome to Hardly Focused. We can, uh, or you can rather, already off to a riveting start. You can find our show at hardlyfocused.com or on the Solid Listen Podcast Network. Uh, we are on all of the podcast apps. We're on YouTube. Just search for Hardly Focused. Uh, Adam Clegg is here. Hello, Adam. Yo, how we doing, man? Adam is the voice guy for our show. You hear him in all of our production pieces. You might hear him elsewhere on the Solid Listen Podcast Network. Uh, and uh, welcome to the network, sir. Hey, thanks. Glad to be here. It's your uh, first uh, time uh, co-hosting the show on the network. I believe that's true. And Right off the bat, uh, I've been drinking. Uh, that's why I'm so articulate and succinct right now. We're uh, both drinking. We're both drinking. We're both drinking the same thing. Uh, we are drinking Down East Blue Slushy Cider, although... Uh, I don't really think it's a cider. Oh, it's not. You know, I didn't really like pay too much mind to the can. I just saw the very attractive uh, graphic here and just assumed that it was a cider. But yeah, you're right. It doesn't actually say cider on it. Uh, like, like, yeah. what, what is it like just alcoholic drink? Yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. It's purple drink. It's blue drink. It's blue drink. And they yeah. have red drink too. They have red slushy flavor. But yeah, um, Down East, which I uh, I don't know if this is a, like, can you get this nationally or can you only get it in New England? That is a great question. Because uh, it says brewed in New England. Yeah. Or made I, in New England. Maybe it is local. Okay. I'm trying to think. I, I don't think. I don't think I saw it when I was out in Vegas. I think that's really the only place I've traveled that. Uh, no, I've been to a couple, a couple other places, but yeah, I don't know. I, I have no idea. I was trying to think of when I was in Florida recently, and I feel like I might have seen Down East down there, but I could just be talking out my ass. But if you're in New England or ever visit New England, Down East is good. Down, it's largely cider, but they do these just variations on things that it's not quite cider, it's not quite beer, it's not seltzer. It, this, this is really just alcohol, alcohol infused syrup. I'm surprised, you know, uh, it, when you when you offered it to me, I was like, uh, let's give it a try. But uh, it, it's good. Pleasantly surprised. I wish I could read what the. Um, I wish I could read what the can says. Oh, it's in. It's white. They have white text on silver. Yeah. So it says <laughs> tonight you can drink as many blue slushies as you want with no brain freeze. No, no brain freeze tonight. Yeah. Tomorrow. Tomorrow night. Might be a different story, <laughs> but you can still get brain freeze. Like if you're drinking a cold beverage, I, I can, I get brain freezes drinking beer. Yeah. It's happened. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, when you see this stamp, you know, it's straight from the shipyard in Boston, blah, blah. Okay. It's just, uh, them selling themselves, but yeah. Okay. Uh, down East blue slushy, uh, syrup drink, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. It's uh, not, not cider. It's not beer. It's not, 
seltzer. It's but it's good. I like it. It's good. It is very sweet though. Yeah, pick yeah. it up at your local uh, grocer. Uh, but you like it? Yeah, yeah, I do okay. like it. Um, <clears throat> it's it's like a blue slushy. I mean, I, there's no <laughs> other way to describe it. No. Um, I think I was saying to you before we started that uh, I I hope it gives me a blue tongue. I don't um, think I, I don't think it has. I don't think it will. No, maybe not. But uh, you know, once I'm finished, I'll I'll stick it out at you. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's uh, turning me on. Just Good. the thought of it. Yeah, it should. So. Uh, last time you co-hosted, you tried another Down East, and this was cider, but it's yes. donut-flavored cider. Yeah. And I seem to recall you really liked that. Oh, that one was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I haven't bought any for myself. Um, when I when I buy, buy beer, I usually get like a four-pack of some crazy IPA. Okay. You know, um, I really like, um, wow, I can't think of it right now drawn a blank it's uh they're from worcester <clears throat> it's a imperial uh brewer in worcester they're called greater good oh yes um and they make one called pulp daddy okay greater good pulp daddy it's uh it's really good it, it uh it's like that other super famous imperial brewer that everybody they like barely sell they only sell from their brewery what is it called ah uh, julius they have like a a Orange Julius, that's their like biggest selling beer. All right. Oh, what is it called? I can't think of Treehouse. I was just there. Treehouse. God, I don't know why that didn't click. I yeah. was just there like two weekends ago. Yeah. So so um Greater Good and and Treehouse are very similar. Uh but but Treehouse uh is super exclusive. You can basically only get it directly from the brewery, whereas yeah. Greater Good actually, you know, you can find it in stores. So mm-hmm. Do you, I, I want to talk about Treehouse, but do you, are you the type that will buy alcohol just based on the label? Sometimes. Okay. I've when, done that. When I'm feeling adventurous. Absolutely. Okay. Cause there's light runner. Have you had that? No. It's the, the label is it's like cyberpunk. Um, if you look up like, you know, if you look up like chill wave, or like synth wave videos on YouTube and oh, just yeah. sort of the art style that they have. Yeah, that like kind of eighties like yeah. is that what you mean? Like yeah. the retro look? Yeah. 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 It's like retro uh there's there's like a DeLorean or some variation thereof. And yes. like the ground looks like a you know a neon grid. And there's always a sunset. The sky is purple and there's always like a sunset, but the sun is like cut up into sections. Yes. Yeah. Uh that's what Light Runner um is. That's what the, the label is. And that's like can't remember if that's an IPA. I'm terrible. I'm I'm both picky and terrible with beers. Okay. But like I seem to like it's one of those things like I'll buy it for like a party or like a holiday gathering. Mm-hmm. And the people that I buy it for, they love it. And I'll have like one can and I'm like, eh, can I have a white claw, please? <laughs> white claw. It's <laughs> taking the world by storm. I'm a seltzer person. I, I, I la- like them. Yeah. In the last year, I just I I got into seltzers because yeah they're everywhere mm-hmm. they truly are everywhere but uh, no pun intended but also they're just easier for me to stomach okay but i'm very picky about my my, my seltzer brands too because i've tried you know you have your trulies you have your white claws there's neutral which i think is more like a vodka soda yeah less less a seltzer but <clears throat> as you and i were talking about earlier uh, sonic drive-in the restaurant has slushy 
flavored seltzers. So like, you know, they're, they're famous for their slushies. So they marketed uh, seltzers based off that way too sweet, way too sweet. Um, you're from New York. You're familiar with the store brand Stewart's? No, Interesting. I am not. Okay. Um, I'm sure I've probably been in one, but um, it Wait. doesn't. Nothing comes to mind. Were you from New York City or, or like upstate New York? Uh, like I was born about I think 45 minutes north of New York City. Okay. Um, in a town called Suffern. Oh, right, I've heard of Suffern. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Um. Okay, so Stewart's is like a gas station convenience store kind of like 7-eleven maybe equated to wawa if you're familiar with that say yeah wawa but but like uh you know not as intense as wawa okay but i was in upstate new york recently and there's stewart they're called stewart shops and they're everywhere okay so i learned that outside of new york you can get stewart's seltzer pretty much anywhere same deal absolutely disgusting because they're no because they make (laughs) So they make their own sodas. That's what they're known for. You might, if you just go to like any store, you might see Stewart sodas in there. Oh yeah. Yeah. They make like a, they make like an orange, like creamsicle yes, soda. Yeah. That. I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Yes. So you can get that in hard seltzer form now and okay. it's awful. <laughs> it's just, it's there's, I just feel like there's company like brewers, companies, whatever that are trying their hand in, uh, seltzers yeah. and they're just not doing well yeah they're just missing the mark yep so i i found that um you know in this self this hard seltzer boom uh i found that you know i prefer ones that are made with like actual liquor like like vodka or or you know some of them have like tequila or something like that um you know the the malt beverages are you have a couple of them in there i feel like they just hurt my stomach you know yep. um there, there's, uh, there's actually uh, a drink called "Not Your Father's Root Beer." Have you oh, ever heard of that? I love that! It's so good. But if you have more than one, you will die. Yes, like, it just absolutely <laughs> rips your stomach apart. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly can only do the root beer because they have like other variations. I'm sure they have like "Not Your Father's Ginger Ale." Yeah, for example, yeah. cream soda. And honestly, only the root beer is the one I can stomach. And it's one of those things where I can't remember it's sort of if it's the aftertaste that I like or dislike, but there's like sort of a barrier that I have to get across where I'm, for like a split second, it's like cough syrup. Yep. But then it like that tastes like you're drinking a root beer and it's good. But yep. there's that kick to it. Obviously, it's the alcohol. Mm-hmm. But um, I made that mistake as a lad with um i think it was woodchuck and i i oh yeah i so i i'm sure i told the story during the last episode nicole and i were talking about something similar okay so i will i will tell you this is uh woodchuck i was very excited to uh because i waited until i was 21 to really start drinking okay just like i was still living at home and i you know the wrath of my parents and I was fortunate enough that they would let me host a rambunctious podcast every week with my friends. So I didn't want to push the the limit. You're with an drinking. angel. You're a little angel. Uh, sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> so once I turned 21, it was, oh, it was a free for all. And uh, I discovered cider somewhere and 
fell in love with it, so bought a, a six pack of woodchuck, and I just polished that thing off during the course of a, a podcast episode one night. Whoa! And at the end of that episode, you know, say like a two hour long broadcast, Lord. And at the end of it, I wanted to puke my guts out, and not because I was drunk. I don't even think I was drunk. I might have just been like, uh, buzzed. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't drunk. It was the syrup. It yeah. was all the stuff that's in Woodchuck. Yeah. The, 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 to get that apple cider flavor. And it's like, it's like I just ate a whole like garbage bag full of candy. Yeah. It'll oh, fuck you up, man. I wanted to die. For sure. That's it. Yeah. I, I, I try and steer away from like malt, malt drinks. Um, I, I, I can do it. You know, I can do a couple. Um, but I, I feel like a, you know, they can mess up your stomach and B, uh, the hangovers. If you have enough to be hung over, it's not great, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. That's my, my thing on malt beverages. Now, is there, are there any alcoholic beverages that give you like heartburn or anything? <sighs> yes. I want to say yes. Uh, <clears throat> Off the bat, uh, margaritas. Okay. Just uh, <clears throat> like classic margaritas uh, with, with uh, if they're not made like in, a, in a, a restaurant that like specializes in margaritas and does it with all fresh ingredients, usually I have like uh, a, uh, what is it, a sour mix or something like that. And that usually doesn't, doesn't okay. end well for me. So. Okay. Uh, ironically ciders do that to me oh, but you love them <laughs> yeah i love them <laughs> this isn't doing it but no. maybe that donut cider yeah downstairs would um it really just depends on what it is it's um a few years ago i mean back when like there there was a period of time where i was much heavier than i am now and it was largely because every day I was just going out and I was getting dunks twice a day and I was eating we had a cafe in the building that I worked in so I was getting just deep fried shit from there twice a day yeah five days a week so uh i developed just chronic heartburn and now and it's subsided now because i'm i no longer have that diet but there are things that i used to be good with that ever since that chronic heartburn started it just things will trigger it now and i guess that's a sign of getting old but cider will do that Bananas just by themselves will do that. It's weird, but bananas will just bananas by themselves. That's wild. I would expect that it would quell uh, uh, heartburn. Yeah, I would expect that too. But I also managed to break my hand by walking into a door. So um, <laughs> I'm not all right. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> that much is clear now. Yeah, I understand. So I uh, went to Treehouse. Uh, to talk about something I haven't talked about literally in the last episode. Because <laughs> um, uh, I talked about the banana thing too. Um, great. It's just a repeat. You should have just been there. Yeah, you should have been there, man. It was great. I'm sorry. I, I couldn't. So we talked about food trucks too. You want to talk yeah. about food trucks? I love food trucks. <laughs> uh, well, you know, uh, Treehouse has food trucks. Yes. So yes. I went to free, uh, Treehouse two weekends ago, and that's a brewery here in Massachusetts in, I believe it's Charlton. Yes, I believe so. Right off Route 20 in Charlton. And uh, they do have food trucks, very good food trucks. Um, I'm totally blanking on the name of the one I went to, but they, they do like the the sliders. Ooh, okay. They do I'm a like, burger guy. I love burgers. Yeah. 
So they were like, uh, one was like a caprese burger oh. or just a caprese sandwich. And then I got a, uh, it was a burger that was like sriracha and jalapenos. And I'll well, talk about heartburn. I mean, that'll do it. Yeah. In- Insta heartburn. And then you wash it down with some cider. of their stuff. <laughs> yeah. Cider. Yeah. Yeah. Just triple down on your heartburn. Maybe it'll cancel each other out. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, that was my first time going to Treehouse. I really, I, I really like it. Like, I want to go back now. I, I drive by that place all the time, and it never stopped in before. And, uh, yeah, and that was—I forgot what it was I got, but um, I just nursed that thing all night. Like, it, I just maybe that's not the right term. I just, um, like, I made it last the mm-hmm. evening. Yeah, and I felt a really nice, just. Uh, just very relaxed afterwards. Mm-hmm. They're strong. Good. Yeah. They're strong and they're tall boys. So, yep. I mean, it, you're probably getting two or three beers out of one, you know? So you mentioned the Julius, the orange Julius. What is that your favorite there? Or do you have, do you have I favorites? Know, I know that that's their most popular and, um, I do really like that one. <clears throat> Usually when I get Treehouse, it's because a friend of mine has gone there and has brought some, you know, either to band practice or, you know, at a, at a party that I'm at or something mm-hmm. like that. So I've never actually gone to buy any for myself. Okay. Um, it's a process. Yes, it, it is. is a process. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. kind of what I don't like about it. Okay. Um, it like, I just want to go to the store and pick up some beer. I don't want to drive out to Charlton, wait in line and then, you know, stock up on a, on beer. And I, I, yeah. I think that they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot a little bit, um, with that business model. But I mean, I will say that I'm pretty sure that they have been like lauded as one of the most popular breweries in the country, mm-hmm. um, if not the most popular at one point. I don't know if they still are, but I remember them being like, like very top end yeah. brewery. Yep. So yeah, it's. I mean, I don't go to a lot of breweries. Until I've been to breweries, but like. Maybe this is common. Maybe it's not going in and having to like purchase drink tickets ahead of time and then having to purchase separate tickets to then get in line to buy take home beer. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, it's just, I want to do what you just said. I want to just go in and just pick up, like, even just if it's a growler, just mm-hmm. pick that up. Yeah. Pick up a keg or something. Yep. And it's a whole process. I feel like they're, I mean, it's obviously working, right? But yeah. but I feel like they're like artificially like creating demand by doing it like that because mm-hmm. people like their stuff. So and you know there's there's a certain amount of probably fanboying going on with there. So there's the diehards that come, and then there's there's people who see the diehards there, and they're like, oh, like this must be cool. And then they're standing around, and before you know it, everybody's like, you know, in line, right? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, uh, uh, a good friend of mine goes there every, every maybe monthly and picks some up and he, you know, he'll ask us like, Hey, uh, you guys want to add to my order? And I'm like, ah, no, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I've got, I've got some beer in the fridge, but yeah. uh, eventually I'll get around to getting a little, a little case or something like that. But, um, if you do go there, I feel like that's what you have to do. Like you kind of have to pick up like a full a full case of it and spend whatever it is. Yeah. hundred bucks or something like that to get a case of it. Yeah. And so. it's, it is like it, it, it looks cool. Don't get me wrong, especially this time of year yeah. when it's not, it's not hot, but it's definitely not cold. Either. Right. It, especially in the region where we are, but 
it's I don't want to call it generic, but just the like just the design of it. It it's like it looks like every brewery out there now, you know. Yeah, they have a very specific like design style and um it it's basically just, you know, your like large like bullet can silver bullet cans and uh like a, a sticker on it, you know yeah. what I mean? Um so yeah, I, I think they could probably kick that up a notch, but I don't think they need to. They're doing it right. You yeah. know what I mean? They're they're making the money. So uh, here we are bashing them, and <laughs> you know they're like could, you know laughing all the way to the bank. So could you sponsor us? Yeah, while we're sitting here talking so highly of you, right? Exactly. <laughs> you know, I'll change. I'll change my tune if uh, if we if we get you uh, a sponsor. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll I'll drink two. I'll stone cold Steve Austin them on on your podcast hey i said i sponsor us i said i'd go back i said i'd go back i'm not disparaging them yeah saying that's why i noticed if you're trying to visualize what this place looks like think of every brewery you've ever been to yeah (laughs) yep Uh, so you're wearing a trillium hat i am i take it you fancy trillium i i do i do like their beer uh i went there once and bought this hat um i'm a hat guy i like i like uh caps so Mm. um i saw this one and i usually try and buy hats that i think will go with like the graphic t-shirts i have mm-hmm. uh right now i'm wearing a uh rolling rock sick okay t-shirt um but uh yeah usually i'm like oh yeah i have a bunch of things that will go with that i'm gonna buy that um but yeah uh trillium's another i believe imperial brewer uh so they brew a lot of like uh ipas and um we had been there it was uh kind of it was like a, a bar atmosphere that night there was a lot of people getting rowdy at trillium out in boston and uh you know my buddies were buying some apparel and i said you know what i'm gonna snag that that hat <laughs> and i'm so, not gonna pay for it oh no i i, I paid for it i i wouldn't do that oh that's good um, uh do you so rolling rock ran these commercials i don't know if you remember this from about 20 years ago where they would have like bands that you've never heard of and they would feature them oh that's cool and uh I was in now I was a kid and I remember being this now this is significant for me because it was the first time I'd ever seen like a band performing live. Ooh. And it was okay. it was in Providence, Rhode Island, across the street from the Providence Place Mall. And they right. had it was like an outdoor festival, but it was like a free festival. So like just in that park that's across from the mall, so you could just like walk up to it and like whatever. Cool. And it turns out it was a rolling rock festival and it was all of the bands that they were featuring in all their commercials that's so cool yeah and i just like because i recognized this band that was playing and they were playing it was the band that in every commercial that was always on tv playing the song that was in every commercial it was like just perfect timing and then i've like found out later on it was just like no we just like we we did this thing with all these bands just to promote their music and then just decided why don't we just curate a festival and like go on tour with all of them yeah, it's cool. I, I'm surprised that they wound up in uh, Providence of all places, but yeah, that is very cool. Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think that's the type of thing that would do as well in Boston. Yeah, Providence is definitely smaller scale. Yeah. Um, on the note of music festivals, uh, are you familiar with the Bamboozle Festival? I've heard of it. Yeah. So, anyone that wanted to go to the Bamboozle Festival. Uh, very disappointed 
recently. Oh, okay. It was supposed to happen this coming weekend, and it was canceled. Oh, no. Last weekend, because the uh, curators failed to secure the correct permits. What? But they also didn't like submit their paperwork on time, which is never a good sign. Wow. I mean, that's procrastination at its worst, right? Yeah. Because there's, I mean, you, you see it with, because like Morgan Wallen's getting shit for it right now because he like canceled a, a show right before it was supposed to start because he had no voice and people are like harassing him over social media with ridiculous demands. Like, okay, cool. You're going to refund my tickets. That's great. What about the hotels and the, you know, the gas, the airfare, whatever. And, you know, people are probably going through that same thing that wanted to travel out to Atlantic city to go to the bamboozle festival. Yeah. And it's, um, it's not happening now. Um, Finch was supposed to perform. Nice. Saves the day was going to perform. Hell yeah. Um, it was a pretty stacked lineup, but, um, it, they also hadn't done a bamboozle festival in a very long time. So this was the first uh, one in, okay. oh, I don't know how long. But the guy running it very openly tried to get brand new to reunite for it. Oof. And they turned him down. Yeah, I imagine they probably would. So you can imagine now if brand new is on that bill and then the festival is canceled a week ahead of time. Oh, there would be some riots. Oh, yeah, definitely. People would be pissed. It's wild. Like even even now, you know, people are people are still all about brand new. And I, you know, I don't necessarily blame them. You know, I think they're a pretty monumental band for their genre. Um, but it's 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 just interesting with the whole Me Too thing. And uh, you'd think that they, you know, being officially canceled, that people would kind of get like rally behind that, but. They really didn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were just talking about Morgan Wallen and he got canceled or they tried to cancel him. Quote unquote. Right. Yeah. And he's performing again. He's performing sold out shows. Yeah. And stopped it. Ryan Adams is slowly coming back. And that guy was, I mean, I don't know if it was a secret before he got me too'd, but I guess he's a total piece of shit Yeah, and he's having a resurgence. There's just a lot of, uh, it saves the day. Chris Conley got me too'd. Oh, really? Yeah. And they were, uh, they're, uh, so them and Finch are instead going to play in Philadelphia the night okay. that they were supposed to play at, um, Bamboozle because they're doing album shows. Nice. So, Which album are they playing? Uh, in Reverie. In Reverie. Okay. Yeah. I'm not as familiar with that one. Okay. Uh, it came out, uh, I mean, I, mean, I guess it came out in 2003. It's a 20-year anniversary. Oh, okay. And then Finch, um, Finch, whenever they reunite, it's only to play what it is to burn. Right. Yeah. The only one that matters. <laughs> just, they, they ignore all of their other music. Can I, uh, can I tell you a secret? What's up? Uh, so we're about to announce another emo night. Sick. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it might be announced. I don't know when Nick is going to do it. Nick is the one who kind of, uh, posts all that stuff <laughs> whenever he feels like it. <laughs> yeah. Whenever he feels, I mean, I made the graphics and everything last night. I was uh, up nice and late. Uh, working on my side hustle and uh, making those graphics. And uh, yeah, um, I got them over to him uh, and I'm just waiting for him to announce. But anyways, do you, uh, want, do you want to do the big market tease and talk about it after the break? Oh, let's do it. I've never Hell done yeah. anything like that before. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, we'll have uh, Adam's next emo night coming up. Stick around. Work that second and death. Come on now. Work that second and death. Hardly focused. I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. 
And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere. You know, the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples. And so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. You are listening to the Solid Listen Podcast Network. We're highly contagious. You are listening to Hardly Focus. I'm wearing a goddamn coat and I'm still fucking freezing. Yeah, I got a goddamn high fever. Get me the fuck out of here. I'm constantly in the state of wanting to throw up.
hardly focused uh, big market tease from the last segment. Small market tease. Big market tease. Huge market tease, guy. I mean, we're technically based out of Boston. I think Boston's market number 10. So, oh, okay. Top 10 market. It counts. That's a huge market, guy. Um, so, Emo Night yeah. is a thing that you do, and I've been to one of them, you and have? it was absolutely phenomenal. And I will go to another one. <laughs> depends, <laughs> it depends on what it is. Depends on what it is. Yeah. Um, I, let's make it the next one. Let's, I'll try to shoot for the next one. I will say, and I know we talked about this uh, the last time you were on the show, but I do want to just call out that it was awesome when, when uh, Chase the Past, your band, was performing. And people, like, two buildings over, there's, like, those apartments over there or yeah. whatever, and people were just standing on the roof just watching you guys play. I'm pretty sure that was WPI. That was the roof of WPI. Oh, sick. Okay. So I think some, like, crazy college students got on the roof. I, I, I'm not, I'm not 100% on that, but that's what I believe it was. Um, I, I should probably look that up and figure that out for good, but that was really, really cool. I had to, like, stop and be like... Hey, look at those people up there. Um, <laughs> that I mean, I would love to live somewhere like near or next to a concert venue, and I would consider Ralph's in Worcester a concert venue. Yeah, um, but just because you get those free shows, uh, my my the woman who used to be my sister in law lived in a building that it. Used to be a parking lot for that pavilion on the waterfront in Boston that changes its name every couple of years. Oh, uh, like Blue Hills or whatever bank owns it now. Yeah. And uh, they put an apartment building there. And she moved into it. So she would go up on the roof and she wouldn't actually be able to see into it, but she would get perfect audio. That's so awesome. she would get a free show all the time. She was telling me, she's like, yeah, like I was up here. Coheed was playing here last night. Like all these other bands are here like i'm just i'm up here all the time just listening to them yeah like that's i'm like i'm jealous i hate you yeah like, seriously i'm gonna i'm gonna divorce your sister now because you told me that <laughs> and then i'm in uh downtown san diego a couple of years ago and uh i saw jimmy eat world and and uh taking back sunday it they have like a an outdoor venue adjacent to peco park kind of mm -hmm. like the palladium outdoors yeah. here in worcester but there's uh, surrounded by apartment buildings and just while both bands were performing, people were just standing out in their balconies just watching. Yeah, it's cool. And it's just like it's just the placement of it. And they don't seem to have a problem with it. They're just getting a free show. Yeah, it's fucking awesome, dude. I, I would mean, love that. Yeah, I mean, if you might as well enjoy it because otherwise it's going to totally ruin your night. Right. Mm -hmm. Just embrace it. Right. No, it's like um, the, that's like the people in Chicago where they have Riot Fest because yeah. they moved Riot Fest to its current location in Douglas Park, and their incentive is if you live within two miles of the of the festival grounds, you get them for free. That's their way of trying to appease the because it's otherwise like a generic outskirts of Chicago neighborhood. And it's cool. And there's you'll see something when you're there. You just see signs that are like you know vote no on whatever to get Riot Fest out of Douglas Park. Like the people who live around there hate it. <laughs> So, 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 you know, it depends on who you are, but I guess like the majority out there don't like it. Right. Yeah. But, that makes sense. I mean, I guess you'd be mad too if like Danzig was always headlining a festival <laughs> next door to your house. I don't know. Fucking Danzig. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. So emo night, the next emo night is yes. happening. So, uh, it's, it's going to be on June 24th, uh, outdoors at Ralph's again. 
Uh, so very similar to the last one you attended. Sick. Um, and we are doing a tribute set. Nice. We are going to play Taking Back Sundays, Tell All Your Friends in full. Hell yeah. Um, Hell the, fucking yeah. Yeah. It's funny because you mentioned both of these bands already. Uh, and the opening band is going to play a Saves the Day tribute set. Sick. Um, I uh, I don't want to spoil too much, but I know a good chunk of it is uh, uh, the album Through Being Cool. Okay, that's like everyone's favorite. I think that's one of their first albums, too. Yeah, I know I know the other one, uh, the one that has uh, At Your Funeral. That's the one I know the best. Uh, it's like, come, I don't, it's not Come As You Are, it's take it and go or something like that. I don't know. I, I'm honestly, I know like of saves the day, yeah. but I'm not super familiar with them. So like I, I can't, I can't name all their songs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's really interesting. Um, you know, we, we were kind of going back and forth, uh, about whether or not we wanted to like advertise the saves the day piece. Um, just because, you know, they're not a, a huge band in terms of like, pull you know if you look them up on spotify you know they have like a couple of songs that have a few million plays and it's yeah it's just not generally uh, a band that we would we would say yeah we definitely need to advertise this but you know in, in looking at their set we're like oh man we definitely you know we don't want people to come and and be disappointed thinking that they're playing a a mixed cover set and they're playing mostly saves the day so have you ever listened to a band called two tongues no I have not. It's a super group uh, with Say Anything, Max Bemis, and, yep, okay. and uh, Chris Conley from Saves the Day. And they, have, Interesting. and they have two albums. And it's if you're familiar with both of them, then it's exactly what you would expect. It's, imagine if like Saves the, someone tried to take a Saves the Day song and then a Say Anything song and smash them together. And that's exactly what you get out of two tongues. Uh, through being cool came out in 1999 stay what you are came out in 2001 stay what you are i said take it and go <laughs> <laughs> you're kind of there yeah you're kind of there so when you do the take I, I hope this plays and i have it queued up to the right spot but you need to begin the taking back sunday set with this audio clip because there might be some people in the crowd this could be a 50-50 thing, but there might be some people in the crowd that will shit their pants if you play this. The supermodels and beautiful girls will. A oh. beautiful girl can make you dizzy. Yeah, we've like done Like you've been drinking before. Jack and Coke all morning. She can make you feel high, full of single greatest commodity known to man. Promise. The promise of a better day. The promise of a greater hope. Promise of a new tomorrow. This particular ore can be found in the gate of a beautiful girl, in her smile and in her soul. And the way she makes every rotten little thing about life seem like it's going to be okay. You got yes. it. You so, gotta do it. so we have done that before. Oh, sick. We, we usually put it in front of greatest romances of the 20th century. Well, that's what it's from. Yeah. Yeah. It's from the demo version of it. Yeah. Yep. So uh, we usually do. Maybe we will do it this time around because um, uh, what, is, what song is it? Blue Channel? Yeah. I think it's Blue Channel. It has the piano intro and we don't have a pianist. So. Uh, we're we're stuck, you know, with using a sample for that. Do you know that uh, the band the Taking Back Sunday is very unhappy with the Blue Channel on Tell All Your Friends, be in that intro specifically? Why? So it was supposed to be 
very slowed down and like it was supposed to be intentionally um like dramatic yeah dramatic and dark and someone at their label heard it and said i don't like this speed it up so the version that you're familiar with has it's just like it, it's like almost classical how fast it's sweeping is. yeah yeah. It, yeah oh i might be, i might this might be it So this is what it's supposed to be. This is the original version. This is the demo. And then the um, album version is this. I don't even think John Nolan can play this fast. Oh, I doubt it. Which one do you prefer? Uh... It's tough to say. Um, I, I think I, I I probably would prefer the the slower one. Yeah, me too. I actually I like the slower version. Yeah, but um, you know, record labels. What's What's really neat about this uh, this show and and playing that album is that we only needed to learn three songs. We Sick. we already knew the rest of the. Oh, album. Hold on, hold on. I think I know the three songs. Okay. Head Club. Correct. Uh are you going to play the Ballad of Sal Villanueva? No. You should. It's that's a bu- that's it's not a, on the... It's a bonus track. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to. It's a good song. It's a bonus track from uh, Tell Your Friends. Is that is that on the, the demo version or... Mm, you know, it's not even on the deluxe version, which is weird. Yeah, I, yeah. I was going to say, I don't think I've ever actually heard it. Mm. It's good. Um. When I saw them, they did a a ten year anniversary tour of it in uh, twenty um, twelve, mm-hmm. and they their encore was that song. Oh, cool! So it was that, and um, the fight. You don't think that you know what you've been missed? That one. Okay. Um, I'm, I I've only seen that band I think fifteen times now, and I'm blanking on the name of that song. <laughs> uh, You're on disaster. So called. Um, okay, so Head Club. Um, Blue Channel? Yeah. Okay. And you said there's three. Mm-hmm. Um, Ghost Man. Ghost Man on third. You nailed it. Damn. All three. Sick. Yep. Because I'm trying, and, to, think, I'm trying to think of like the lesser, you know, the, the known songs on that album. Here, here's the bonus, though. We only learned half of one of the other songs. Can you name that one? Half of one of the other ones. Uh, Timberwolves. No. Damn. Okay. Um, Bike Scene. Yes. Okay. Yes, it was bike scene. We okay. only learned we learned it to go. It was like an intro into uh, the next song, which I'm drawing a blank cute on. Cute without the e. Cute. Yeah. Cute See, without the e. Yeah. If you're going sequentially, and it's cute without the e. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Sick. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, 
Monterey Peninsula bike scene. That's the full title of the song. Oh, For some really? reason, they like chopped off parts of the titles. It's like bike scene just doesn't make any sense. But then if you add in Monterey Peninsula, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. That's where they're from. Yep. And then uh, Head Club, same deal as Mutual Head Club. Right. Yeah. I, but, I, I, I've, I, when I was kind of studying those songs, uh, the Mutual head, thing, head Club thing came up and I was like, huh. Yeah. I don't know why they trimmed it because there's other long titles on the album right so unfortunately i don't have this level of knowledge and trivia for saves a day but that's okay i mean this this was taking back sunday tell your friends um important album of my formative years yeah and then to have that lineup reunite a decade ago was mind-blowing to say the least yep yep so uh we were we were looking to have uh you know a, a couple other bands uh come through and, and play uh, uh, we were trying to do uh, a Paramore uh, tribute set. Hell yeah, that fell through. We were trying to do a the used tribute set with an opening band that fell through. <laughs> we um, even tried to get Burt McCracken. Uh, yeah, right. No, uh, and then uh, we we also tried to get a uh, a My Chemical Romance tribute set, and that fell through. Oh, why? Is that, why are they falling through? Just they they couldn't do the date. Okay, and uh, so. We uh, wound up tapping some uh, some friends, uh, some some old friends who who kind of just started a a pop punkish cover band. Sick. Uh, they're called they're called Shots Fired, and uh, interestingly enough, the I think the guitarist, uh, his name is Jeff. Uh, he's he's one of the, the one of my oldest friends. Basically, when yeah. I when I moved, you know, we're not super close, but. Um, when I moved to Massachusetts, I moved to Northbridge. Uh, that was fifth grade, and he was in my class in fifth grade. And I, I was already like halfway through fifth grade, so it was like the middle of the year that I moved there. Mm-hmm. And and he was in my fifth grade class, so he's like the oldest friend I have, basically. Nice. So yeah, uh, very very pumped to have them on. Uh, very very uh, happy that they were able to step in for us. Um, I do feel bad that you know we. We tried to get some other people before them, but they were absolutely stoked to play for us. So nice. Um, and uh, a good friend of ours is actually filling in for them. Uh, his name is Rob King. I don't know if you're familiar with Rob King. He's he's from uh, Millbury, but okay. he's he's a grade or two older than me. So you know, you're two grades below me, right? Yeah. You're oh yeah. seven. I am. Yeah. So, so he's like three. Oh, yeah. Oh three. Yeah. So super cool dude. He's uh he's recorded uh he recorded well helped record the uh my metal band's full length nice um so yeah uh isn't it funny how we still think in school grades yeah <laughs> it is it is it's just you know it's like a reference point right yeah yeah and is it is it weird i still think this like yeah okay so you're t- you're you're two grades ahead of me and you're always gonna look like older to me and i don't mean that as like you know an insult or a dig at your age it's just you're always one of the older kids and like you know rich linehan yeah okay so that's it you know obviously anyone who listens to this podcast is gonna know rich linehan because he's world famous uh so he uh, is he no oh oh i was like <laughs> damn i didn't know that no i'm just dropping <laughs> names of people that we know but um you know rich was you know great above me and like that dude i thought always looked like he was like in his mid-20s even when he was like nine <laughs> and that's just how I view him. Okay. Right. Yeah. But then I look at like, cause my, my, cause Kate was, uh, 
a grade below me and they all look like children and they still look like children yeah it's just this weird disconnect yeah they're babies yeah if i look forever at, if i look at anyone from like the class of 06 05 um and and, and you know earlier they're all adults and they always were adults <laughs> and then and then from like 08 down they're just they're kids they're children yeah and it's just there's no in between it it probably doesn't help that i've had like a full set of facial hair since like the day we met you oh yeah i mean like in seventh grade it was like i could probably have grown this beard oh i mean <laughs> I, I if i may quote calvin and hobbs never argue with a first grader who shaves <laughs> I didn't know that was a Calvin and Hobbes uh, quote. Yeah, Mo, the 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 bully. Okay. Uh, th- there's the, there's the character Mo, and he's like Calvin's bully. And every time Mo's in in a strip, he's always like beating the crap out of Calvin. And my favorite thing is that you know the the text bubble mm-hmm. for Mo specifically is always in crude lowercase, and it's like <laughs> you can you can hear it in your head. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, I do ha- I do distinctly remember a yearbook photo because like. Because we, we look at yearbooks like every year in school. Mm-hmm. And I remember we have one for the sixth grade. And I remember there's a photo of you with a band that you performed with uh, my sixth grade. So it'd be, I think you were like eighth grade. Okay. Um, and it's a band that you're performing with at our talent show. Yeah. Because you got like, you got dreads. Yeah. Well, they were braids, but they looked like dreads. Okay. Yeah. All right. I didn't take care of them very well, but my mom would, you know, once a month would, would rebraid them for me. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I I didn't ever care, so they <laughs> they looked like dreads. But uh, that was my first like exposure to you, and I'm like, damn, this dude can riff. This is great. Yeah, so that band was called Tormented. Sick. All right, <laughs> and we were terrible. And uh, I was in that band with Brad Lenahan, not Rich Lenahan. Okay, uh, they're not related. I think their last names are spelt different, actually. Okay. Um. And uh, Nick Cazenza, who is in both of my bands, yep. both uh, Agador and Chase the Past. Yep. Um, Nick and I have been performing together basically. So he was in my sixth grade class. So, yeah, basically pretty much since I moved to Grafton, I've been in a band with Nick Cazenza. Nice. Man, you're lucky because like I had I played in bands with people in high school. Yeah. And like my one constant was my buddy Doug. And he's like, you know, I don't know where he's living now. Every time I reach out to him, find out he's in a different part of the country. Oh, wow. He's a, he's a, a naval doctor. Oh. So uh, he went off and did that. But he's just one of those people. I'm like, there's no one else I'd want to perform music with. Yeah. You know, because it was just with Doug. It was just, I don't know if it's like that with you and Nick, but it's just a glue that's just you it, it just clicks and you're there and it's just like i've played with other people before but it's like no i want to play dog yeah and then we just jam that was just it you just play like the same sort of like metal riff over and over and i would just throw stuff underneath it and i'd just be like you want to do something he's like just keep going just keep going this is great <laughs> and he would never do like it, he you know he would throw some his own little noodle noodle and riffs and, and whatnot in there but for the most part um yeah we were just like we would only just do instrumental jams. I assume he plays uh, guitar. He does. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Motherfucker can play a washboard. Let me tell you. That's cool. <laughs> you ever hear washboard and drums together? What's that? A washboard and drums. A washboard, <laughs> a washboard and, and drums. No. <laughs> <laughs> he plays the jug. Okay. <laughs> he, oh, yeah. there and he whistles Ooh. into it. <laughs> My parents actually had a washboard in their basement too. So like I, I was always like, 
You make music with this? Can you actually do that? <laughs> I'm very funny, you see. Uh, but anyway, uh, so June 24th, this is happening at Ralph's in Worcester, Emo Night. And um, yeah, okay, you sold me it. Tell all your friends. Awesome. I'm glad. And saves the day to some extent. Yeah, I mean, they're they're a cool band. See, I like... Well, the they, they're, they're through being cool, but... Right, yeah, they're they're done with it. They're <laughs> definitely done with it. Um, I it's my the music that I enjoyed in the like emo and pop punk uh realm were never really the big bands, you know. So, um, I always like bands like that were like a little heavier, like Thursday. Oh hell yeah! I, I saw them open Thursday. for MCR. Yeah, Thursday is so good. Yeah, I'm friends with a couple of the guys on Facebook. Just, yeah, they showed up in my like people you may know list. And I just like took a chance and just sent him a friend request. And I'm friends with like Tucker Rule. He's their drummer. Nice. Um, and I think the bassist too. Very cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, bands like that. Uh, I was really into Glassjaw. They're not exactly like pop punk or emo, but they're, I guess, kind of adjacent. Right? They are. Yeah. Um, what about uh, Head Automatica? Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's good. It's, um, it's like you can't you can't listen to glass jaw and skip head automatica like yeah you gotta, you gotta listen to them both it was so like quirky and strange but they had that one banger that uh beating hearts baby. beating hearts baby yeah. yeah we tried covering it it's just so there's so much like electronic oh yeah it's it's really hard for us to pull off um we the problem is we we struggle to play along to a click okay um so we can't do samples in the middle of songs we can only do them at the beginning or the end. Um, usually at the be- well, I guess the end would be problematic too because you have to be at the same tempo as the sample, mm-hmm. right? If you're if you're going any faster or any slower than the sample, and then you play the sample, it's like ooh. I don't know how bands do that, man. I really don't. Yeah, uh, playing to a click, playing to a click, playing to those samples. Yeah, I just I didn't well because I, I just see so many bands that do it. Yeah, and. It- like I'm just using like Blink One Eight Two as an example as a benchmark, but they'll you know they'll have samples playing under their songs, like just layered stuff, and like obviously they're going to use Travis as the benchmark, and if Travis is offbeat, then it's gonna the whole thing's gonna sound like garbage. Mm-hmm. That yeah. that actually happened at a um, Blink was playing the iHeart Media, I think it's Alter Ego, a few years ago, is when Matt Skiba was in the band. Okay, and. I think it was a combination of them being off from the click and um, just a bad mix, but you could hear the vocals, the guide track, and it was Tom. So while Matt Skiba is singing, you can hear like Tom's vocals oh. underneath him. <laughs> I'm like, this is awkward. That is, that is strange. <laughs> you're, yeah. not, you're not supposed to be able to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, um, so Thursday, Glassjaw. Yeah, uh, Newfound Glory was one I really enjoyed. Um, I mean, they, they're they pretty popular. Did I tell you I hung out with them? Yeah, you did. Ago, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was that that was super cool. That, yeah. um, they they used your mics, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cool. Do you know a band called Cave-In? Yes. I'm going to be doing the same thing in that's a so, couple months. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to get all new mics that they can uh, spin into. I'm trying to think of the the lead guy's name from cave and I can't think of his name right now, but he has another band called mutoid man. Oh yeah. They're yeah. so good. So they have the drummer from converge Ben Kohler mm-hmm. and he's an absolute machine. Um, and then the, the, 
other no maybe he's the bassist i think he's the bassist he's just like a drum tech that's friends with uh the lead guy from from cave in ben color yeah yep and uh so those three guys got together for for mutoid man and every i mean it's it might be on the heavier side for you i'm not sure how heavy you go but uh it's really well put together it's 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 fast it's fun and it's the it's kind of like a joke band almost okay it's kind of like um uh, one of the guys from Mastodon has a side project called uh, uh, oh, what the fuck is it? It's it's got Fiend in it. The name has Fiend, and I, I keep wanting to say like Funeral for a Fiend, but that's not it. Dope Fiend? <laughs> no, but they do like it's kind of the same thing where like because honestly, the only song I know of theirs is a cover they did of Bringing on the Heartbreak by Def Leppard. Okay. But just uh, like. Imagine the guy, you know, the guy from uh, uh, Mastodon singing that. Okay. One of the guys from that. The guy who's got like the really like, you know, Muppet sounding voice. <laughs> and, um, oh, Fiend Without a Face. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's what they're called. But yeah, it's kind of like, you know, it's not a joke, but it is a joke, right? Mm-hmm. Like everyone's going to think it's a joke and like, he's probably just kind of like, yeah, yeah, of course it's a joke. And then just kind of like brushes a tear away when no one sees it because I take this really seriously, man. Right, yeah. <laughs> I love that, though, those side projects. Yeah, it's fun uh, just getting to see them uh, branch out a little bit because usually it's something that's different, right? Yep. Uh, Brent Hines, by the way. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Hines with the face tattoo. Yes. Um, Doing it before Mike Tyson made it cool. Right, yeah. <laughs> So uh, we talked about Bamboozle earlier and um, it's the first time Taking Back Sunday ever played Tell All Your Friends all the way through was at Bamboozle 2011. Cool. They did it sort of as a as a because, um, you know, they, they were doing their reunion tour and they just put their reunion album out. And I think just because it was sort of a hometown show, I mean, New Jersey, kind of close to, you know, where they were in New York, but um, they wanted to do something special. So they, for the first time, played Tell Your Friends all the way through. And then since then, they've done several tours where they, they play it. Yeah. And they've done at least, I think there's at least one album, like live version of it out there. Yeah. Uh, I'll say this. Uh, their Their singer is shot and... He can't do it the way he used to. Oh God, no, not at all. It's it, they're a band that I just see by accident these days. You ever just accidentally see a band? Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, um, band that I've seen a lot that I never went to see. Oh, there's definitely a couple. Um, Avenged Sevenfold, okay. I saw a bunch of times. They were just always on bills that I, uh, you know, I'd rather see some other band, and they were there. Um, bleeding through is another one that I've seen a lot unintentionally. Um, as Avenged Sevenfold, I love that their current lineup cause they, you know, obviously they've, they've gone through a couple of drummers. Yeah. Um, and their, their current lineup, if you look at like their names, everyone who's in the band, it's hilarious. Oh current yeah. They have like monikers, right? No, it's M shadows, Zachy vengeance, sinister gates, Johnny Christ and Brooks Wackerman. <laughs> from bad religion but like they probably like ask brooks like do you want a nickname he's like no no <laughs> brooks wackerman that's yeah. who i will be <laughs> against your comical names yeah whack man um 
Yeah, Taking Back Sunday. Just I've gone to I've gone to so many shows now where like they just were like you know co-headlining or they were on the bill. The last time I saw them, they were at Riot Fest, okay. and I forget someone else was playing at the same time, and I didn't want to see them. And I'm like, guess I'll see Taking Back Sunday. Oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> but they're um they're just like yeah, Adam's voice is shot, and I love John Nolan. Mm-hmm. Like like I have a man crush on John Nolan. But he just seems so like when he's on stage, just the way he's he just like stands in one spot and the way that he strums, he just looks like he doesn't want to be there. And I don't know if that's like just part of the shtick or what, because he still has the pipes. He's his voice still sounds the same. Yeah. But he's just not animated at all. Yeah, I I think I think that he hates it, but he knows that it's his claim to fame. So he does it, you know, and the money. Yeah, he's got to be good, too. Right. It's got to be decent. Right. Um, It's. I guess it kind of sucks knowing that you're probably never going to top something you've already done like that. That must, mm-hmm. that must kind of weigh on you, you know? Yeah, but they, they'll still sell out tours, you know, they'll still, people still go to see them, right? right. Like I still see them and I right. know what I'm getting into now, but yeah, they, they had their, they had their peak hell. They're number one. The song that really everybody knows by them, yeah. like the, the casual fan didn't, the, the current lineup didn't record that song. Just make damn sure. Yeah, make damn sure. Yeah, yeah. That was that. That one. I saw them uh, in 2019. They did a um, a, a double album tour. Mm-hmm. So they would play like every city. They play two nights. They yeah. do tell all your friends, and they do either uh, where you want to be or louder now. Yes, I I I was there. Sick. They okay. would flip a coin live on the first night, right? They would. Yeah. 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 And it was just like both those albums. Just thinking like. I've always wanted, like, I always want to hear it, like, what it would sound like if John Nolan was singing those songs. But at the same time, I'm like, this is great. This lineup didn't record on these albums. Yeah. It's so bizarre. <laughs> like, yeah. We, we, at least get those guys back if you're going to do that, you know? Right, right. Um, I really like playing Make Damn Sure. Uh, it's it's kind of wordy. So uh, I need a little crowd participation sometimes uh, to just kind of catch my breath. Do you get tripped up over that inarticulate store-bought oh, hangover hobby kit? No, part. no, that that part's fine. Okay. It, it's it's funny. Usually, like the uh, the kind of rappy parts in in the songs that we cover, uh, I'm usually good. It's it's the ones that are lengthy or or have like a long drawn out uh, singing part, you know, like a yell or or something, and and then I go back into something that's, wordy, oh, that's tough. like the never get too far from me because that repeats a lot. Exactly. That's when you yeah, the crowd will scream along to that. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, uh, uh, halfway into that, I'm like, oh, man, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. <laughs> no, you got to have someone who's going to be doing like the the John or the Fred part, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. OK, good. Um, everybody in the band gets a mic. Um, some people sing more than others. Um, I find it super annoying, but uh, most of them don't sing at practice. Uh, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> Uh, I'd like to work more on harmonies and this and that Dave, the drummer uh, does all the screaming. Okay. And he basically sings every practice, but everybody else pretty much for the most part doesn't sing during practice. And I can't stand it as a singer. Right. <laughs> um, now it was at the last emo night and I didn't, didn't you do a mashup of there's no I in team and 70 times seven. I believe we did. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's the same song. Yep. <laughs> it's got the same lyrics. Yep. Yep. Um, 
we we always try and uh, throw together some medleys when and where we can. We've nice. we've got we've got one trick up our up our sleeves for the for the album. Uh, it'll be obvious to you. Okay, you'll know it. I, I don't want to spoil it, but as soon as it happens, you're gonna say, "Oh, I know why they did that." Is it obvious by Blink One Eighty Two? No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, it it is. Don't spoil it. Don't. Spoil no, no, no. You'll you'll I'm... notice it early in the set. Okay, y- you'll notice it. Okay. Um, we actually have Fred Mascherino here. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I wish we we've been trying to get. Uh, oh man, I forget his name. The guy the the guy that uh, you saw with um, Newfound Glory. Uh, he plays for Four Year Strong. Oh yeah, the guitarist. I'm yeah. blanking on his name. He's filling in for Chad right now. Yeah. Uh, we we tried to get him to to do an, either an acoustic set or a DJ set, and he's like, I, I'm not going to say no. I'm also not going to say yes. Here's my email. Hit me up. And uh, I didn't hit him up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see. I like I fanboyed to him at that newfound glory event and um, told him like, man, I saw you open for Blink 182 in Connecticut. He's like at that casino. Right. And I'm like, damn, like I was I was going to keep it vague because I don't want to be that fan. who would be like, do you remember the show you played on September blah 2013? Right. Right. And it, like he was the guy who was doing it. I'm like, oh, OK, all right. Yeah. <laughs> good yeah. photographic memory there all right yeah they're super duper cool when they played those shows at ralph's um i kind of like I, I know a lot of people at ralph's so i kind of like snuck up on the side stage and hung out and had some really good uh uh like snap stories and, and videos and afterwards they were super nice and you know weren't dismissive at all so nice i always forget that they're from worcester that yeah they're, they're local. from worcester yep. yeah so very cool sick man all right, uh, let's regroup and then we can wrap this thing up. Okay, sure. All right, uh, we will be back. I used to be with it, but then they changed what it was. Now what I'm with isn't it, and what's it seems weird and scary to me. It'll happen to you. You are listening to Hardly Focused. You are listening to the Solid Listen Podcast Network. You are listening to Hardly Focused. It sucks. And I'm from New Orleans, so this really sucks. Hear more at hardlyfocused.com. your first time hearing this song now that you've played it i do recognize it okay it's uh the ballad of sal villanueva by taking back sunday the outtake and outtake from tell all your friends yeah 
um, buried. I'm actually surprised it's on Spotify. It's buried on Spotify. It's on Victory Style Volume 5. Oh, okay. Featuring Atreyu, Thursday, Catch-22. Um, I don't know. Honestly, I don't, I don't even recognize half these bands on here. Armor for Sleep. Okay. Mm-hmm. April 9th, 2002. That's when this uh, came out. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Uh, throw it into the set, man, if you have time to learn it. Unfortunately, we don't. Uh, um, we So, my guitarist is getting married uh, at the beginning of June. Um, and I believe he's going to be gone on a honeymoon after that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, we have very limited time before the show. I think we only have a couple of practices before the show so it's getting tight it's getting tight oh well uh, i'm glad you're familiar with the song now yes yeah i've heard it before it is a banger uh, so speaking of live shows um so a couple things that i saw that i think you would uh you'd be interested in so first um I, I, honestly if either of these were to happen at emo night i'd laugh I chortle. <laughs> okay. So from from the New York Post, woman has quote loud and full body orgasm during L.A. Philharmonic concert. <laughs> I mean, I know that's sort of like a, it's a thing that you know people like musicians say is like I, th- I think is a joke, but I don't think these things actually happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's hard for me to like fathom that like you know i get it vibrations and all of that but like come on now i mean do do you really try to get the panties to drop while you're performing uh you always want to be provocative right mm-hmm. um so you know you, you're up there you're performing you you want to uh, how do I say this? Is it this? You're like trying to word it so carefully. <laughs> yeah, it, like you know, you're, it was a joke question. You want to put you want to yeah. put your your the best version of yourself out there. So okay. uh, you know, I always get a haircut. Um, sure, you know what I mean. I always make sure I'm well rested. Um, and you want people to get into it. You know what I mean. So, um, I think you know making sure that you look good is part of that. Uh kind of reminds me of uh, an article i saw i don't know if you follow this page this website called the hard times oh yeah they posted i think it was the hard times it could have been the onion this sounds more hard times ish though uh because you know aerosmith just announced their quote-unquote farewell tour oh wow and the headline was something like area mother upset this will be the last time she'll be able to give steven tyler head before an aerosmith concert (laughs) <laughs> yes, that's amazing. That's so good. My uh my my favorite uh vocalist uh writes for the Hard Times. At least he did. I don't know okay. if he still does. His name is Keith Buckley. He's the singer of Every Time I Die. Or he was. Was. Yeah, yeah. he's got some uh issues to work out, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. Uh he's been struggling with alcoholism for a long time and, you know, since he's kicked it, he's kind of lost his mind a little yeah. bit. Um it, it's sad to watch, you know. Um watching like your hero just go insane you i know? mean i'm kind of seeing that with uh fred toucher right now so yeah so what's going on with that do, uh, we, have, do we have time to talk about we that? do have time to talk about that yeah so so fred has been out from uh congratulations on your balls 
<laughs> My yes. balls are perfectly normal. So Toucher and Rich here in Boston, uh, who amassed a 25.6 share in the winter 2023 ratings book. That's unheard of. Yeah, it's crazy. That, that doesn't happen in radio. That like I'm starting to think that there's got to be some like ratings tampering or something going on. There's no way the, the Howard Stern never even pulled in numbers like that. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's really interesting. Yeah. Like if this was any other city, uh, Hillman who pulled in a, a 5.7, I think for the same period on EEI. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, if this was any other city at 5.7, be like, okay, you're doing good. Yeah. You're doing fine. But then you have the sports hub and you have toucher and rich with their 25.6 and you're like, there's no way we can have that. So wait a minute. I thought I thought uh, the other uh, show. Um, wow, I can't think. Uh, On the sports hub. Yeah, Felger, Felger and Maz. Yeah, I thought that was the most popular one. It, I mean, they're they're pretty much at the same level. They pulled in like a, the 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 the, th- the two drive time shows pulled in twenty shares. So that's twenty percent of their demographic, the listening audience. Holy hell! Yeah. That's super cool. That's insanity. Yeah. That's when like when you hear 25.6 share, it's literally if their target demographic is males uh, 25 to 54 that are listening to the radio. So of the number of people that were measured, 25% of them were listening to almost 26% of them were listening to Toucher and Rich. That's wild. And that's without Fred because Fred, well, not, not entirely without him. His voice, he, his, his voice has been gone. Yeah, and it's it's been really bothersome. Like I, I usually listen to it on my on my commutes into the office. And uh, yeah, I, I've been wondering, like, what the hell is wrong with your voice, dude? Like, you know, uh, don't talk for a day and and maybe like, you know, get some honey in there, maybe some tea. Uh do something about that, man. What the hell? Yeah, he finally, I mean, it was on, I had to stop listening and it has been unlistenable. And there were some radio trades out there saying that uh, one of them framed it perfectly that Fred Toucher's living the industry's worst nightmare where you are, you're in a position of power. And the only reason that you're there, you can't even use it. Mm-hmm. So. He's been off the air now. Yeah, I've noticed that. And so the reason he wasn't off the air is because during the winter ratings period, they they literally don't let the hosts take time off unless it's absolutely necessary. So they don't like schedule vacations or anything because um, that's, you know, the advertising, you know, that's where the advertising matters most. And that's where, you know, sales matters most. People are listening to the radio the most in the winter, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. So outside, like, you know, whereas in the summer, they're not listening as much, you know, not, you know, taking kids to school. They may might be, uh, you know, going to the office every day just because, you know, the weather's nicer or what have you. So, right. Um, that's why Fred's been there. Cause they were like, well, we know your voice is shot, but like, you can't take any time off. Well, finally they relented. Cause I think enough people complained like, dude, this is, this is literally like listening to it's torture. I don't know how to describe it. It's just, I don't even want to try to do an impression of it. Cause I don't want it to happen to me. Yeah. Do you, do you know the, the guy that's like late night, uh, Pharrell? Yeah. He, he's worse than him. Like, you know, Pharrell on the bench, he's like, Oh yeah. Dude, God, yeah people keep equating him to, to him. Yeah. yeah. He was worse than that. I mean, his is like super gravelly. Like it's, it's, I don't even think I can do it any justice. It's, it's not It's not even like a natural thing. It, we talked about Aerosmith. If you ever heard Tom Hamilton speak recently, 
he had throat cancer oh, and okay. the surgery just screwed his voice up like like something we had a teacher remember we had a teacher back in middle school she was a foreign language teacher what was her name uh it started with an m i remember her first name was alberta and that was a very uncommon name <laughs> i don't remember okay well, this she, isn't ringing a bell for me okay well she uh same deal where she her voice was just like unlistenable but it was the result of like surgery and like some something that like this could have happened to fred right that's what i'm saying is like if you don't take care of this it, your voice could be permanently fucked up yeah so they finally fred hasn't been on air for several weeks yeah went to i th- i think it was a, he claims a listener recommended a specialist to him that is someone who has worked with Adele, the singer Adele. Okay. And um, he did an Instagram live yesterday where he claims it was a cancer scare, um, but he doesn't have cancer. That's good. All he needed to do was not, according to him, not talk for several weeks. That's what I just said. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds fine now. But now he's also claiming that nobody at the sports hub is talking to him. Like Whoa. Rich isn't talking to him. John Wallach's not talking to him. No, the, the show staff, no one has reached out to him. Why? I have no idea, but this is the exact same thing that happened to Kirk Minahan a few years ago. If you followed that. That's wild. Uh, Kirk, why, I don't understand why they would take it personally. I don't, I don't know if it's just like they hate each other and they're just using like, you know, they just don't want anything to do with them outside of work. You know, I always felt like they had, pretty like uh toucher and rich were like friends when the the couple times i met them i mean it was early in their career and they were like doing things together yeah and i don't know if it's just you know it's almost 20 years later and there's just strain um differing opinions of things i don't know but it just seems like it's you know they're the mostly communicate is on the air and even then you can hear the tension sometimes and Fred's doing what he was doing. I'm going to say six years ago. Now, the mm-hmm. last time they signed a contract, a multi-year contract where Fred's like, well, uh contract's almost up and I'm looking at my options. And then they sign a contract for, you know, five, six years, right. however long, which I guarantee you is going to happen again. Cause mm-hmm. why would you, unless you, unless you're really of the mind that, Hey, I'm going to go out on top. Why would you leave right, right. now? When, yeah. you're, when your numbers are only going up. Right. And the fact that they went up, when Fred sounded like he was just chewing glass. Yeah. That's the thing that's most baffling is that they still pulled on those numbers when there was quite literal, like human static on the air. Yeah. I think I've said this to you in conversation, uh, not while we were recording, but Fred's an asshole. Oh, of course he is an asshole. That's, and and I think that's what makes him so, uh, alluring, right? That's not, um, funny. Yeah. <laughs> he's like john benjamin that's what he sounds like he's just yeah he's just miserable and curmudgeoning and that's not funny at all but at the same time that's that's what i want to listen to that's what i want to hear it's because there's sometimes he'll get really personal with it yeah he will but he takes things personally he does but at the same time like when it's that's not happening then you know when he's just going off about shit and he's always been that way that's the thing he's always been that way yeah like there's others, you know, YouTube clips. I have audio of them from like, you know, their BCN days and he was the exact same way. There's uh, there's another radio personality. And I think he's also on like uh, like sports, uh, like TV yep. broadcasting. Uh, I 
believe it's Gary Tangway. Yeah. Yeah. And and apparently he was like on their show one time and like absolutely flipped his shit on them. Oh, dude, they, they I I love whenever Tangway would be on their show because of how much Fred hates him. Yes, it's amazing. <laughs> it's, Fred Fred does the greatest impression of him too. And you, but it's weird because it seems like they're like cool with each other, but they definitely weren't at the start. When the Sports Hub started, Tangway did the midday show with Zolak. Oh, okay. So Zolak has had like two or three like co-hosts yeah um and tangway was the first one yep and anytime i would because back then i was working with hillman's like i couldn't really listen to toucher and rich yeah um but anytime i could sneak a listen fred would either be relentlessly just destroying tangway yeah or wallach and it didn't sound like you know it was playful bashing it literally just sounded like just vitriol yeah um but then Tangway, you know, it wasn't a full-time host anymore. And then there would be some mornings where he would like co-host the show with them, like yeah. in place of Rich. That was always fun because Fred would just make him feel uncomfortable the whole time. Yeah, it's wild. But then they talk about how during the commercial breaks, Tangway would like whip out his laptop and start working on the novel that he was writing. <laughs> and like Fred found out about it. And that's like, you don't want Fred to find out about these things. Right. <laughs> and he finally finished it. And it was like an erotic novel or something. Oh, wow. Fred always okay. quoted by her name was Lopez. <laughs> she had a throat like a vacuum cleaner. Oh, like, my God. <laughs> he's like, he's like paraphrasing something out of the book in Tangway's voice. So, but, so, uh, maybe I think it was, maybe it's someone else. Maybe it's, maybe it's the other guy. But, uh, if it, if it is Tangway and if it is who I'm thinking of, he came on the show one time and like absolutely freaked out on them and tried to get Fred fired. Okay. Like it like went to like the big wigs and like maybe it wasn't Tangway. Maybe it was uh, uh, Jim Gray, the guy who used to. Oh, yeah. that That's because they were on Radio Row. Uh, yes, I think it was for Jim the Gray. Super Bowl a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And they just they asked him a question about uh, Tom Brady and like his relationship with Oprah. And he's yes. like, well, I know Tom. Tom <laughs> knows Oprah. Oprah knows Denman. I know Denman. My wife knows Oprah. <laughs> Jim Murray did a fucking like big Jim did a great impression of it that lasts like 45 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he was just like it, Jim Gray was being a dick. Jim Gray is a dick. He was being a dick then. He was dodging the question. Yeah, he got called out on it. Yep. And Fred because Fred just goes, whatever, you don't want to be here. Bye. And then like they just throw to the um, the headlines. And it's great because there's video of it. Uh, uh, out there from their Twitch stream where you can see John just doing his headlines, tuning it out around him of Jim Gray, just like point. He's got his finger in Fred's face and he's just yelling at him. Fred's just sitting there just like rolling his eyes and just like, yeah, okay. What are like, yeah, it's the fucking funniest thing. But, and then like Jim Gray went on the war path after and nothing became of it because everyone listened to it. It was like, this guy was being a dick and now he's mad because he got called on being a dick. Right. Yeah. Um, but Fred is also known for getting in, feuds with other media personalities there's the guy in carolina that that guy was like actually threatening to like come up here and kick his ass yes um there's a guy in uh, a radio station that was actually just brought back um it was it was fred's station 99x whenever they talk about when they worked in atlanta yeah it was 99x well they brought back 99x they did a format change and it's it's back and they they're bringing back the old radio hosts mm -hmm. so the guy that's hosting the morning show there steve barnes actually sued fred 
So if Fred ever talks about the guy that sued him, it's this dude named Steve Barnes. So Barnes did was one of the co-hosts on the morning show there. He left to start a like a film career. And Fred got moved from doing nights to doing mornings. Mm-hmm. And Fred then spent his time there just relentlessly shitting on Barnes. He, he had a great nickname for him. Captain Back Acne. Oh, my God. Yeah. The lawsuit's online. Like, you can look it up. It's great. Just all the shit that Fred would say about him every day. Yeah. Um, Why did he sue him? Uh, slander. Okay. Because uh, the guy, find, like, he made his film, and I guess it was terrible. It's like an indie film, and it's awful. But they did, like... He was doing like a premiere event for it and the radio station like Fred like they just they were just doing like bits making fun of it and everyone show up to the premiere and just ruin it like stuff like that. So like the guy sued the station in the morning show including Fred for like slander and like you know his reputation and career was damaged because of all the, the shit that they were talking and Fred was the only one who didn't settle. So it ended up like actually becoming a big deal ah okay so he he doesn't it, well it's one of those things like he's like i don't like this guy because he sued me he's like because you were f- shitting on him the whole time right. like i've yeah. been in that situation i didn't get sued for it but i've been in that situation where people like get fed up with me yeah you know and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say i mean yeah i'm gonna be mad about it but i'm not gonna sit here and then be like mad because i got caught right that's yeah. fred yeah he's yeah. he's definitely like an insufferable prick yeah fred, like Fred and that that Kyle Bailey guy in from from South Carolina or whatever. It's all because Fred hung up on the hockey writer. Okay, I don't I'm know not, if you knew I'm that. I'm not story. familiar with that one. So, do you remember when they hung up on Rick Pitino? Have you heard that one? I, I believe, yeah, I believe I have. So, so Rick Pitino, the the Celtic one time Celtics coach that uh, I guess just wasn't good. So Fred hung up on him. He called him out for it and hung up on him. It was an interview that lasted all of like ten seconds. Mm-hmm. Fred literally just says to him, you stink, you ruined the Celtics, and then hangs up on him. So Fred let that get to his head, thinking, oh, that's funny. I'm just going to start hanging up on people because that's what Opie and Anthony used to do. Mm-hmm. And then he hung up on a on a hockey writer because he's like, I don't like this guy from the South pretending to know about hockey. Except when he did it then, people were pissed because they're like, why did you do that? The guy was like, it was a good interview. Mm-hmm. Fred's just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So it's, yeah, he, he, he pokes the bear and then gets upset that the bear bites right so right. yeah he he is sort of a uh an insufferable prick but some, sometimes he can he can weaponize it and use it to his advantage twitter man other times um don't question why i have so many fred t- toucher drops <laughs> twitter man <laughs> twitter man <laughs> um, he, he's he's good i i say that he's an asshole but i do enjoy listening to him oh um, yeah so I haven't been listening because he's not there because I can't I like I, I get that like Rich and Wallach and Ryan Johnson are doing well together. Yeah. But you need Fred there. Yeah. Yep. You need him there. Yeah. Fred will just kind of steamroll talking about yeah, Fred doesn't want to talk about sports, but it's funny. Yeah. And it's working for them. Yeah. So keep doing it. He's basically a comedian yeah. <laughs> like that is in sports radio. Um, I have respect too for any 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 radio host. I mean, having having worked with Hillman. I have respect for any radio host that like insists on running their own live board during the broadcast. And oh, not, okay. It depending. I mean, they have a producer, you know, behind like quote unquote master control, like Jimmy Stewart with Felger and Maz. But Fred, you see, if you watch like the, you know, the, the TV simulcast of um, Felger and Maz, you'll see there's a board in the studio 
that no one's sitting at, and that's Fred's spot. Fred wants to control all that himself. Uh, like, I respect anyone who wants to do that. I can do barely that. do it. I like doing it. I can barely do it, but I like doing it. Yeah, you do it. You do it well. Thank you. That's what, that's what I like about Fred is he wants to have that control. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's having worked in the industry it drives me nuts when you have, you're, you're like watching the host be a backseat driver for, you know, whoever's behind the board. Right. It's like, you just come over here and do it then if whatever it is you want. Yeah. It, you know? it definitely makes more for, for a more like cohesive experience. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, you dropping those, those Fred toucher things in there. I mean, if we had somebody on the back end, maybe they might not have known which one to play or, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's. I don't know. Oh, I, I, with Hillman, it was always point. It was pointing and pointing at something. And that point, that one point could mean a hundred thousand different things. Right. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. I even said that to him on air one day. I'm like, I don't know what you're pointing at. And he got all <laughs> flustered because I like ruined whatever it was in his head that he wanted to like, it was like a soundbite that he wanted to go out. Yeah. And I ruined it by going, I don't know what this means. Yeah. So, and then I, I don't think I ever ran the board for him again after that. Whoops. Yeah. yeah. I- <laughs> <laughs> like that, like that. See, that's great. Yeah. See, it's because I have control over, it. I know, I, I, I know what it is I want to play. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, so yeah, so it was Fred Toucher having the orgasm at the, uh, LA Philharmonic. <laughs> yeah, it was him. That was him. Uh, <laughs> no, so that's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that fucking voice that he has now. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was another story, and this is actually something I can see Fred doing. And uh, I love Fred. I'm not. I don't. I don't. I'm not shitting on him. I mean, I am, but I'm doing it playfully. Uh, from Consequence, I don't know if you're familiar with Sleep Token. Yes. Sleep Token concert disrupted by fans' ferocious fart. Fart court. Hell yeah! There we go. We got to put the wigs on. Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't, I don't, I don't touch other, uh, I don't touch other stations, other, other shows bits. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't I'm not, I don't, I don't rip them off because you know why? That's not funny at all. <laughs> That's, uh, not funny. <laughs> uh, sleep to- according to consequence, sleep token are one of the most buzzed about new bands on the rock scene, garnering praise for their genre defying sound. Speaking of sounds, the mysterious UK acts concerts this past Saturday, April 29th, at the Metro Theater in Sydney, Australia, was disrupted by a fan's ferocious fart. Um, mysterious UK act, and it looks like like the photo they're showing of it kind of looks like someone from like, uh, what the fuck is that, Squid Game? Kind of like with the mask yes. that they're wearing. Are yep. trying to do the ghost thing where they're like, it's, a, it's all, yes. you, you don't know who's in the band, you don't so, know who the people are? So I believe there's a couple of reasons for it. Okay. Uh, one is uh they're in contracts with other bands ah okay that makes sense and two i think that the the bands that they're in are such a widely different genre that they don't want to necessarily be associated with being in like a metal kind of band um this this just came to mind yeah uh and i don't know maybe i'm way way off base but i wonder if it's the lead singer from Coldplay. ha oh my god I wonder. That, they're they're British, right? Yeah. Shit. Wow, that is because that's got me thinking. Like, I I am I guess one of the like five people that likes James Corden, and <laughs> you are definitely one of the five people. And I watched his last week of, of shows. I wasn't one of his tapings, dude. It was really fun. I had a really good time. Dave Grohl was there. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, Leon Bridges performed. It was fucking. It was fun. It was like one of the best like experiences. Um. 
I've, I've been to a bunch of those late night tapings like Jimmy Fallon, Colbert, um, and uh, uh, Corden was my favorite. Really? Um, yeah. It was That's, just good. It was just such a fun time. Have you ever heard Fred Toucher go off about him? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People were like, even like, uh, someone on Twitter, because he responded to them, he's like, you need to come back on air because I want to know your thoughts on James Corden leaving late night. <laughs> but um, yeah, they did it. They were doing a bit, Toucher and Rich. It was like, um, you know, uh, feel good Fridays was smiling Fred Toucher and Rich was trying to th- <laughs> Rich was throwing things out there to try to get him to get pissed off because I guess like Fred actually got like you know spoken to about his negativity by yeah. management oh I'm sure so Fred or Rich was just trying to egg him on like thinking of things that would like piss him off and Fred's like no 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 I'm biting my tongue and Rich is like okay well I think James Corden is a very pleasant and funny individual <laughs> he's like <"Dah!" laughs> it's like you can hear the steam coming out of his ears yeah but um uh, Chris Martin just randomly one night was just sitting with the band. Uh, he like just showed up unannounced and asked if he could perform with Reggie Watts and the band that night. Hell yeah. So I imagine, love Reggie Watts. So imagine if you just like, cause those tapings are free and you just show up to your scheduled taping and then Chris Martin just walks in and you're sitting like inches away from him as he's just strumming away on an acoustic guitar. Yeah. That's, that's cool. why I'm, I actually buy into this theory because that sounds like something Chris Martin would do. Okay. Um, but does he, uh, is he based out of the UK or does he live in the U S? Uh, are you asking about sleep token? Uh, Chris Martin in general. Cause I, I'm just not sure like how, like if they're a UK band, I'm going to guess that like all the members are, are based out of the UK full time. I, ass- yeah, I assume I, I actually didn't know that, uh, what's his name? Chris Martin. You said, yeah, uh, I don't, I didn't know that he was like living in the U S I mean, he he might not be for uh, I don't know. I like just you remember he was married to Gwyneth Paltrow at one point. So I mean, right? You know, I I could just be blowing smoke out my ass right now. Yeah, which... I mean, I, this is total <laughs> like pot theory. I have no idea if this is legit or not. But I, I was just trying to make the point that I think it's uh, uh like a genre like that. Like yeah. they're they're this huge band that's in this super accessible genre and they decided they wanted to make this kind of metal like music and they didn't want it to a hurt their contract and b hurt their reputation in their much larger band. So if it's based out of the UK, how many people are in the band? Uh I want to say 4, but it could be 5. Okay. I I don't know Sleep Token that well. But uh, I don't know if you're able to cue any up or not. But I can uh, try. Um, I, well, I have, a, I have a guess. I'm a theory of my own, and it's actually S Club Seven. S Club Seven. And that they, sounds really familiar. And there, I mean, if you ever went to a middle school dance, okay. If you ever had a dream come true, that no, it's not doing anything oh, for okay. me right now. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. Well, I tried. <laughs> I, I'm sure. I'm sure I've heard it before. <laughs> They're like a you know '90s, early 2000s. Uh, boy band right oh it was like boy girl band oh it's okay. simon fuller concoction okay same guy who created like the spice girls and pretty much oh. every every like every every one of those groups okay so um so okay i guess it's not uh i guess it's not them <laughs> okay uh, what do i know man i'm sleep token okay here's the summoning
Maybe not. Uh, I'm definitely hearing S Club 7. S Club 7. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so it's not Chris Martin, but yeah. this voice sounds so familiar. Yeah. It's, it's, it, this could be like, all right, um, I, I could irritate a lot or piss off a lot of people by making this comparison, but like, if you didn't know that Stone Sour and Slipknot were both the same guy, even though they do sound fundamentally, you know, the same mm-hmm. vocally. Yeah. It's like this. It's like, okay, this voice sounds so familiar, but who is it? Yeah. Okay. But we still, I mean, it's it's like all but confirmed who the guy from Ghost is, right? Like, his ide- people think they know his identity, but all we need is someone to come out and confirm that it's him. Yeah. It could be the same thing with Sleep Token. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with... Uh the sound of animals fighting, right? I've heard of them. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you know, Anthony green from, uh, circus survive circus survive. That dude has, I thought like Sayosin. get, get, um, well, you say uh, opening bed for the Ak and Jack show, but that was the Cove Reba Cove Reber. The, the other guy. Yeah. The other singer. That was, that was one of his songs. Yep. Um, uh, I want to put Tillian, and Anthony Green in a room together and just I wanna I wanna test octaves here. They're insane. Yeah. They're both absolutely insane at what they do. I saw I've seen Anthony Green live once. That was with Circus Survive, and I'm just like, holy shit. Yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> he's I knew he had a high pitched voice, but goddamn. Yeah, he's he's just phenomenal. Um, anyways, so uh Anthony Green did a very similar thing with the sound of animals fighting. Okay. Um, so he was locked in a contract uh, and couldn't r- reveal that he was the main guy, the main singer of The Sound of Animals Fighting. Okay. So they wore uh, animal masks, giraffes, <laughs> rhinos, Sick. Like, All right. stuff like that. And uh, eventually they um, revealed who they were uh, once they got out of their contracts. But um, very similar thing happened. Do you remember Green Day did that? Uh w- they had a, they have a couple, uh, they have a couple side projects. They have like the Foxborough hot tubs. And I think with that one, they, they use, it's obviously green day, but they use like stage names. And then there's another band called the network, which I think is literally, um, because of contractual reasons, they can't reveal that it's green day. But when you listen to it, it's like, this is 100% Green Day. Interesting. And uh, they actually put out an album um, during the pandemic in 2020, just out of boredom because they couldn't tour or anything. Green Day couldn't tour or anything. So they were just like, yeah, we'll just do another network album. Yeah. Why and not? I think at that point they they confirmed, oh, yeah, it's, it's us the whole time. Yeah. Big surprise. Yeah. But spoiler. So uh, they're sleep talking. So they're performing their song Atlantic. And according to Consequence, the Thunderous Toot came just to Sleep Token were performing a soft passage in the song. This is great. It, uh, it dude, it was it was timed. Like they knew it. They, that's they they, <laughs> they they knew when they wanted to fire it off, and they did. Um, here it is from Twitter from at Dispo Zalen. Here's the audio. It already happened. 
I'm going to play that again. Play it again. Okay. Let's hear it again. Did you hear it? Yeah, I can, I can hear it. It's, oh, it's, oh, it's like that audio distortion at the beginning. Yeah, it's like... Okay, we really are doing fart court. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, really, it really, really is. Um, but you, you can, it's like you, you can kind of hear it, and then everybody starts laughing. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, top notch, well timed. You know, I'm a semi professional farter, so uh, yeah, that's great. I did. I, I, I wish I ate a little more cheese so that I could prove that to you. But um, yeah, semi pro. Okay. <laughs> I see. I am. I'm hesitant about farting because I've been known to shart myself. No way. So I have full control, man. Uh, I'm just it's it's always a 50 50. Um, I mean, thankfully, all but one time. It's usually in the comfort and privacy of my own home. Yeah. But there was one time where I was at work and it happened. And uh, yeah, it's not fun when you're in public and you're in a in a place where you can't easily just go and, and, and uh, you know, take care of it. Yeah. yeah. So. And that now that it, it wasn't an intentional. It's because um, at the time, the desk I was sitting at was directly underneath a fire alarm and they were doing testing. Whoa. And the second I sat down at my desk and this was after like, you know, I was I was, you know, a quarter of the way through my morning dunks. And you know what happens, you know, first coffee of the morning. That's yeah. usually a good old uh, pipe cleanser. Yes. Be speed you up. And um, Yeah. I the second I sat down, that motherfucker starts yelling, and it you, you, it literally scared the shit out of me. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Someone like farted. That shit stank, bro. That was like rotten eggs in my dog shit at the same time. <laughs> That's so, great. Yeah, I love it. So uh, my 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 personal record is fourteen. <laughs> fourteen. I Jesus did it. Christ. I did it. I did it in bed. <laughs> Uh, was your girlfriend there? Yeah, yeah. And uh, no, she was sleeping. She was sleeping, and I woke her up just to be like, "Hey, babe, I just farted fourteen times in a row." And she was like, <laughs> "Like what the fuck, Adam?" <laughs> um, I used to uh, in front of Kate. I used to rip ass all the time, and she would always try to hide it from me. And oh yeah, okay. And um, yeah, hide hers, hide hers, hers from you. Okay. And there and there were three that I could remember distinctly over the course of a decade plus, where I knew she was trying very hard not to do it in front of me. And it was it, like there was one time I she thought I was sitting at my computer doing like audio production or something. So she like my headphones are on, and she's like, "Oh, Jack must be listening to something, so he's not going to hear this." <laughs> and I just turned and looked at her, and it just it was like a deer in the headlights. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing oh she would kill me if she heard that that's so good <laughs> she would kill me if i told that story oh whatever it's not like we're married anymore yeah exactly oh as of june so uh almost uh, a little less than two months wow end, end of june then it will be official it, it oh so it's you're it's not official it's not official wow it will be we just took our time with it we were lazy yeah but we finally moved on it and then there's a uh a 90 day period once, once the paperwork goes through. So we're in that waiting period. Yeah. You know, just in case we decide we're in love with each other. <laughs> yeah. You guys are uh, adulters, huh? Yeah. You guys are both 
seeing other people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Becky, Becky is, uh, she likes to gloat about being with a married man. Yeah. <laughs> it turns her on. No, I, I, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, we were at a, a, a shower for a friend recently and, um, Kate was there. I was there. It was Kate. All of our friends. You know, we all we all have the same group of friends. Right. That, that's what sucks when you're in a relationship. Yeah. That ends like this when you all have the same friends. Yeah. Um, but we're all sitting at the table. You know, we've always been cool with each other, you know? So we're all yep. sitting at the table. And then like Kate got up and like whatever. She comes back to the table and I go, because I think we were talking about just you know, the divorce and all that. And then Kate comes back and I look at Kate and I'm like, Hey, are we still married? And everyone's like turns and looks at us. And Kate's like yep till june 29th baby and i just go hell yeah and i hold up my hand for a high five and she just like returns it immediately and everyone's just looking at us like are you kidding me with this yeah. <laughs> it's wild <laughs> we just i don't know we just like we just want to like not be like everyone else that we know who's gotten divorced that uh went through a rough time yeah you know we want to have fun with it so. yeah it, um you know, separating's tough, and and for me, usually, I I have to kind of be very cold and kind of remove people from my orbit so that you know, for my own mental health, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I'm not saying it's the right right thing to do, but um, you know, you got to do what's best for you, you know. Yeah. So. So I mean, we 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 still share the dog, so I think I think things admittedly could be different if we didn't have the dog. Right. But, you know, it's keeping it cool for that because, uh, you know, I like having him around and she likes having him around. So we have to meet in the middle there. Right. You know, it's uh, unless I mean, I could just chop him in half. You could saw him and saw him yeah, right down the middle. Like, hey, you can have the legs and I'll keep the head. And um, I mean, yeah, I don't really know where I'm going with that because you don't, you don't survive such a thing. No, you don't. You don't, um, but yeah, I mean, if it, if it works, if that dynamic works, you know, keep yeah. doing it. Yeah. Um, you could, you could always, you know, I, I feel like, I feel like the dog's always here when I'm here. Yeah. Always. That just, it just times out that way. It really oh, does. Really? It okay. really does. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's pure coincidence. Okay. How does the custody schedule work? It's usually like every couple of weeks, usually on a weekend, um, we'll, we'll do the exchange. Mm-hmm. You know, we shove them into a box and we meet in like, a, you know, the back corner on the third floor of an underground parking garage. Oh, wow. You got the stuff. We, we in, in <laughs> one, one, one of us, whoever's the receiving end is usually like in the shadows so they can't be seen. Right. And like one of them will show up and the other will be like, I know the man you're looking for. <laughs> Do you have the documents? Right. <laughs> yeah. That's great. So it, it doesn't need to be that elaborate, but like it, it adds some spice that wasn't otherwise there during the marriage. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, um, anyways, enough about that, right? Enough about that. Enough with this. Uh, thank you, Adam, for being here. Of course. Thank you for talking about emo night. I'm looking forward to that. That is June 24th at Ralph's. Yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even tell you about that beforehand. It really was a secret. Yeah, that is a good secret. I mean, is it? Uh, is this the first time you're talking about it? Uh, yeah, just because we're either it's either already announced or it's about to be announced. Okay, in the next 24 hours, I would think. So sick. Yeah. So yeah. So by the time people are hearing this, 
I would think it, it should be announced. It yep. should be announced. Yep. yep. Awesome. Cool. So, hey, if you're listening to this and you're in New England, if you're in the Worcester area, I can tell you from firsthand experience, you got to go to this. You got to go to Emo Night at Ralph's because it's fun. And get some food at Ralph's too while you're there. Yeah, Just don't use the bathroom. You'll live forever. If you eat at Ralph's, live forever is what yes. they say. Yep. Do not use that bathroom. No, do not hold it if you have to. No, go to the fix first. Well, yeah. well, if you want to, if you want to live forever, don't go to the fix. But <laughs> they they have better bathrooms. Yes. So I, my word, I, I've seen hell, and it's the men's room at Ralph's. Oh, it's it's awful. It's so um, bad. So if, first of all, it's covered in like old school pornography. Yeah. Uh, at least the downstairs one is. The upstairs one is just full of like band stickers, but you can't, there's no stalls upstairs. There's toilets, but no like stalls. It's like wide open. Mm -hmm. Like you can't sit down. I mean, they're going to see you. It's like a prison bathroom. Yes, exactly. Um, Or it's like the bathrooms in like the, the barracks and full metal jacket, just toilets, just facing each other. Yeah, Yeah. basically. Um, But Uh, yeah, that's uh, frightening. Eat it. Ralph's live forever. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Very good. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for plugging that. And uh, I will definitely see now that you've sold me on it, I will definitely see you on the 24th. Can't wait. Uh, for the rest of you, thank you for listening. Uh, we are on the social medias. We are on Facebook. We're on Twitter, Instagram, uh, uh, TikTok, I guess. I haven't updated our TikTok in, in weeks. But we are there. Just search for Hardly Focused. Hardly Focused Podcast. We're focused hardly on Twitter. Uh, feel free to leave your uh, feedback and your comments there as well. If there's anything that we talked about that you uh, want to chime in on or ask us questions or, or whatever. This is how I peddle the social medias. Ah, okay. That's what I'm trying to do anyway. I'm into it. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll talk at you next time. See ya. Bye. Peace. Goodbye. May not have happened. This has been a presentation of the Solid Listen Podcast Network.